right now oh, is man. a Little what is that? A, a bulldog? Dog. An American bulldog? It's a beagle. puppy. It's a beagle. It's a. They have beagles. Is it a beagle? Beagle bulldog? Yeah, a beagle. <laughs> beagle. You heard it here first. Did I see this? His name is Beagle Curly. <laughs> Wait, so what is a beagle and a mix of? A beagle and, beagle and I think this one's bulldog. an English bulldog and a beagle. You know, I that's don't nice. I don't like beagles. I have I don't a beagle. that's I don't they like are, beagles either. They're they're hunting dogs. They're yeah. they're they're great for hunting dogs, but they're not like And they're all, they're all just like And and, and uh, for everybody listening these are our personal opinions. We really do <laughs> yeah, love all I'm, dogs, but uh, I'm the guy that has. A I, we know that people have beagles, poodle. and we know that people have other dogs. We we love dogs, I, and they're fantastic. How about this? I don't like the beagle I had as a kid. Okay, that's the perfect. beagle didn't like me. Ooh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, peed on my bed. That's a tough situation to be he in. Bit sometimes. me a lot. All right, well, uh, welcome to the podcast. Oh, we started. Uh, thank you so much for uh, <laughs> that was listening. That's probably the most on, random <laughs> open. Right, listening history. to whatever uh, platform you're doing yeah. so. We really appreciate it. You guys uh, think we only talk about plain stuff, don't you? <laughs> we really appreciate you guys coming on and listening and hanging out with us. And uh, we got Josh Bixler. Hi, guys. Uh, girls. Alex Zavada. Hey, guys. Here with us, uh, hanging out today. For some context, the uh, the pressure's on in my life with my... My wife yes. and my daughter uh, wanting to get a dog. So mm-hmm. um, I think my both of our wives are in that same boat. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I've been holding off as long as humanly possible. <laughs> so and we've reached the breaking point. Yes, the the breaking point has been had. The dog is coming. Wow, <laughs> you're the only one on this podcast that has a dog. Yeah, give us some insight on dogs. Oh. And tell us your future plans with your dog. Yes. <laughs> Dude, here's the sad thing is, is right now I guarantee TJ's just losing it over. He's losing his mind. <laughs> yeah, we, we are a flight test company, but we're going to talk about dogs. No, yeah, no, right. no, this is flight this, related. This is, this is, this is, this is family wanna, related. We're all about family. Talk He's about, been in videos. All right, yeah. Max, I want to talk famous. about Max Altitude. So, yeah, Max. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so here here's the deal with, with Max. Um I love Max, and mm-hmm. Max and I have a bromance going on. We are tight. We we watch TV together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's hypoallergenic, which Ooh, means I don't fantastic. get you know when I hug him and I squeeze him and I kiss him and, and stuff. I don't get I don't get fur in my nose. That's you know, good. It's really good. <laughs> um, but my wife, on the other hand, loves Max with an asterisk. Okay, she loves Max until he knocks over the garbage. Mm. Or I say Max is just voicing his opinion about the garbage. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if 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 my wife and your wife get together and talk about Max. She's going to be offering Max to you. Just be aware <laughs> that she's going to be like. Good to know. I th- I didn't know that about Jen. Yeah, I thought she loved Max. Jen Jen loves Max, but at the same time, um, she she doesn't love Max. So well, she has don't to deal tell with Max, Max that by the way. Yeah. He's gonna, he, don't Max, tell Max that. Max loves Jen more than anyone in my family. Yeah. He absolutely adores Jen, and and it's not reciprocated well. Well, well you got to remember, like, she probably deals with Max. On the on, daily, on Max world. and her are together every day. <laughs> right, and uh, you just you come home. I to come Max. home, and he's happy to see me. I'm happy to see him. Yeah. We you know watch TV together. We have our favorite shows. And uh, what are your favorite shows with Max? Oh, we'll watch Arrow together. He loves Arrow. That's a great. Yeah, that's he a great. Really show. loves Arrow together. Um, let's see what else do we watch. He loves watching uh, Fox News with me. Okay, so he's really up to current events. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else does Max like watching? Um, in the morning, literally, we'll, I'll be getting the kids breakfast and stuff before school. And Max will be sitting on the couch between them uh, watching the morning shows. Really? Which is the funniest thing. Because I'm almost like, Max, what do you want for breakfast? (laughs) He's like your baby. Yeah. Now, there is future plans with Max. And I'm sorry he's not going to be up for adoption because (laughs) Max and I are going to be paramotor buddies. Really? Yeah. That's a little teaser. What's coming up? But Alex, you gave it away. What's it going to be called, Alex? Max Altitude. Max Altitude. It's going to be a new YouTube series from Josh. 
Yeah. Oh man, and it's going to be watch there. every episode. Paramotor yeah. Adventures. Josh is going to strap his doggy right onto right. his belly and yep. fly him all over so, the place. So put a GoPro on his face. <laughs> yeah, I, we got the the doggles, which are doggy goggles. Good. And we got this awesome harness that will strap him to my chest safely. It's a real thing. Oh my gosh, this is totally a real thing. This is fantastic. he's got a whole plan. And, yeah, and so we're going to actually document the training program for Max because Max doesn't know how to fly paramotors. That and, makes sense. And you know, my dream is to fly with my kids, but also my canine. You know, and, and I it's think kinda it's kind of like your kid. Though. It's really important to make a memory with your dog. And Max loves sticking his head out the window. Yes. When you're driving down the road. Oh, he'll love this. He is going to be on cloud nine. It'll be so, like he's outside the window. So we're, totally. we're, you know, and, and if at any point Max is showing he's not liking us during our training protocol, you know, where I'm I'm doing some practice runs, running the motor and all that stuff. We'll make sure he doesn't, you know, <laughs> it's it's up to him how far he wants to go in this paramotor career. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean, and I think he's got a, I think he's got a long, um, hard yet satisfying yeah. road ahead, yeah. you know. Um, People don't understand, like, literally Max, yeah, he, he likes to go everywhere with anybody. So, yeah. you know, being up high, he's not going to mind it. No. It, I, I mean, good. he's used to flight, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. not not off the ground, but he's used to yeah. things flying around him. And it's not the first. There's people that paramotor with their dogs. It's just mine's fluffy and cute and hypoallergenic. That's right. And and I think at the end of the day. And he loves wearing outfits. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't know, man. Like, seeing how he acts around quads and, like, RC planes. Yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as you take off, you might just attack your jugular. <laughs> <laughs> that, moon, that motor starts spooling up. He's like. Ah. He, Max hates foam planes. Like, and, and, and he, he has a. He it has unleashes a, a rage within. Yeah. Me. Like, literally what he'll do is he'll run behind it. And if you slow down enough, he will. My, my storch has teeth marks on the tail because he'll grab it. Just, just like, <laughs> yeah, the, like he'll just, just, just grab it by the end. You know, people can't see what I'm doing, but he's, bite, <laughs> he's, yeah. bite, he's biting it and, and he'll, he'll like just nibble on the ends and he feels like, and then he, you stop and he's like just looking at it and he doesn't want to attack it until it moves. So, um, if you ever, you know, if you ever encounter a 30 foot max, just don't move and you'll be fine. <laughs> okay. But, um, 30 foot max. Anyways, guys. There's a lot of really better things that's to talk a t- that's about. A t- this is, uh, this well, is where we are in our lives with dogs. <laughs> yes. If you were wondering. Yeah. If uh, if you have any comments of dogs, uh, you can leave them in the comments yeah. uh, below, or uh, you know, uh, let us know on Facebook Just, and, and exactly what you love. Yeah. So uh, so today we got uh, some different things on tap. Today uh, we're gonna we're gonna segue right into uh, some actually some community questions. The, the best part of the show. All, uh, always, I love this part of the show. I wish we could do it every week, um, but we're going to just jump right in, and I'll start us off here with a, uh, a question from Kevin J. Devore. He said, when you guys laugh so hard on your episodes, are there difficult times we don't see? Question mark. How do you take the bad with the good and stay positive? That is a... That's a really good question. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. I would say that um, when it comes to episodes... Um, it's rare, but oftentimes there are, there are times when it gets a little stressful. Yeah. Um, there've been times when, cause like we, we take pride in what we do and uh, we try to stay consistent and we release, you know, four, four upwards of five videos a week. And, uh, a lot of times when you're running out of shot content, your bucket's looking a little bit dry and you're at the <laughs> flying field and you just crashed your airplane into the ground and it was the only opportunity for an episode to come out in like a couple of days and we got to get it back for people to edit. You know, tensions can run, can, can, you know, run high. Yeah. Um, that being said though, we've grown pretty close as a team, uh, especially over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's never really taken out on each other. And uh, when I, you know, at least me personally, when you see either myself or you see other people getting, you know, stressed or, or frustrated, like it makes sense, you know, you understand why, cause we're all trying to accomplish the same mm-hmm. thing. 
Um, but that being said, the laugh is is always real, and uh, <laughs> right. and uh, you know, it, it's not that uh, it's not it's not as bad as I'm probably making it sound. <laughs> it's very rare that that happens, but there is. We're times not where, actors. There is times uh, we joke we joke a lot to, that we uh, we work extremely hard. We bust our butts to make it look like we don't work at all. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, if that's the way it comes across, then I guess we're doing a good job. But uh, there is a lot yeah. of work that goes into it. And with any kind of work, it, it can be stressful at times. Yeah. And, and we take like 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 Alex said, we take the, the work that we do very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that it has a, uh, a place in people's lives. Um, and we do not want to mess around with that. We do not want to be fake. We don't want to be acting. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's on camera, we, we are who we are. We, mm-hmm. we, we don't proclaim to be anything else than what you see on camera. And the other thing is, is that, you know, sometimes the job gets very real. Sometimes there are conversations that we have with each other or mm-hmm. also people in the community, um, that have real situations that they're going through. And we, we get to, to help out and kind of delve into that world with our community. And that's, I think what makes it so um, exciting and so awesome to to work here at this company is that we get to have that uh, community interaction all the time, but it does take a take a toll when you're looking at the difficult times that yeah. you know we don't see on camera mainly because those difficult times are are behind the scenes they're they're having an interaction with a community member or with someone who you know who had a had a loss in their family or whatever it may be um we deal with those on a on a regular basis and so we don't put those on camera obviously because that's that's not the right way to handle things um but we do go through those kinds of things with others and with uh with each other so we're we're real people yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really a beautiful picture cuz uh what you just said Stefan and and Alex uh couldn't be more true um the neatest thing about it, if if anyone notices and, and seen their content, there's a lot more going on than aviation. Right. There's there's yeah. a relationship aspect. I think we're more <laughs> passionate about the, the relationships internally and also with our family and the and flight test uh, than anything else. And uh, so when there's an internal burden, you know, someone's uh, dealing with, we all bear that burden with each other. Right. But also the the stories and the testimonies and the feedback and the way people share with us from the community. Um, we don't take that light either. We'll stop in a heartbeat. We'll pray for those people. We'll, uh, we, we we're burdened when they're burdened and we rejoice when they rejoice. And, and that's, that's in our heart. That's, that's something I think that's really special. And so some days are tougher than others. Um, Mm -hmm. and also with the content, when we're given these amazing opportunities, uh, that you guys have made possible for us, we take that really seriously. Um, you're going to see some content coming out in the general aviation aspect that we had the opportunity right after flight fest South to go to Alabama Mm-hmm. to spend some time with the great folks at the 187th Fighter Wing uh, Air National Guard and to kind of spend a couple of days in their life and to experience um, experience what they experience and to mm-hmm. hear their stories and hear their their needs and, and hopefully get to share those needs, their stories with you guys. Yeah. Um, you don't get that every day. And when you have such a, an amazing opportunity but also such an amazing call um, that, that we want to deliver on, uh, you, you take that very seriously. You do. And uh, the messaging as much as the content um, in that. And it's not how do we message this, it's how do we properly share this to do it just honor. Right. And uh, so, yeah, uh, we, we laugh hard, we we play hard, and we work hard, um, and we love hard. Yep, that's right. Great question, Kevin. Yeah. Um, next one, uh, Perry Crosby asks, question about speed build kits. Due to my vehicles and storage, planes with removable wings are much easier for me, which we get this a lot. It's, this is a common common thing. Um, uh, 
of your kits that do not have removable standard, which ones do you think would work and be easily converted? Bloody Baron, Meg 3, question mark, question mark. Are there any of those, Josh, that might be easily converted to that type of style? Um, yeah, yeah. The, the Spitfire, uh, we did do removable wings on. Okay. Um, the Mustang, I'm looking at the Mustang right now. That wouldn't be a bad one to uh, to basically I'd say in. with like moderate modification, you could probably do it just, almost, just about almost any, any of them. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. with rubber bands and uh, some reinforced barbecue skewers through them. Yeah. Um, you know, just take some experimentation and some modification. Yeah. The Sportster would be definitely an easy one. That yeah. one you could glue the belly on there sure. and then you could put some hard mounts. The biggest thing is uh, just exactly what Alex said is 100% right. You need to put some uh, either like gift cards on the side to run your barbecue skewer through. So it's not just holding on to one or two sheets of foam on each side. Mm-hmm. It needs to be it needs to be built up well. Um, but, yeah, um, those those are all doable. It's really just a matter of uh, making sure whatever you cut out and whatever you glue on that, that you're giving it something firm to attach to, but not so firm that if you have a hit, it, it destroys. Just destroys. Yeah. So That's true. You either want to be really strong where it shares the whole force of the impact through the airframe or where it moves freely. So um, one thing I'd encourage you is take a look at like the Simple Cub, their sim- the Storch. Mm-hmm. Those planes do have rubber band on wings. Right. Um, so those uh, those are definitely great options. When you get down to the size of a Bloody Baron, um, well, actually, the Bloody Baron is uh, removable wings as well, too. Yeah, Bloody Baron is. So, the Bloody Wonder is not, though, right? Uh, no, the, the Bloody Wonder? The Bloody Wonder. Oh, is it? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, no. I'm totally lying to you. Yeah, the Bloody Wonder does not have removable wings. Right. The And the Super B also does? Super B has removable yep. wings. Yep, the Tiny Trainer. There, there's a whole bunch of them. There's quite a bit out there. Yeah. You, usually if the wings are firmly fastened, there's a good reason why. Yeah, and and like I said, you can always look to be converting. You know, look at the for, Go to the forums. Uh, ask your questions there as well because yeah. there's so much information and knowledge there, and people have done yeah. crazy mods to our planes already. Yeah. So so go and check that. It's a, it's a great question. Uh, next one is... Uh, <laughs> I knew this one was going to come. <laughs> Frank Denise Wolf. <laughs> yes. Boom. This is the question of the, the, question of the hour. What happened... To the flying kitty car. Dum, dum, dum. We're working on making the flying kitty car the longest 24-hour build <laughs> in history. That's exactly what happened. No, um, Flight we, Fest happened. Yeah, it's yeah Flight Fest South happened, and the kitty car first rendition didn't go as awesome as the mailbox. Mm. Uh, let's just say it, it, there's more pieces that need to be picked up. Um, we are going to get that kitty car flying. It looks epic. Uh, round one, uh, just to get, give you a preview, uh, we... Don't give away too much because it'll be in the video. We had speed. We had about yeah. I I would estimate we had fifty plus mile an hour yes. of speed. Oh yeah. oh yeah, a lot of speed. We had laughter, it's fantastic, and yes. we had we joy, had joy, and we had bent foam and some green grass and some, and and, some sadness. And don't forget maybe some really monstrous props that we <laughs> um, But we have not given up. We are on round two, and Flight Fest South did happen. We are going to be doing it. Matter of fact, I was supposed to be doing it this week, but you guys supported us so well down in the store. That it was all hands on deck shipping. So yeah. next week we'll be uh, we'll be putting it together. Hopefully, getting it flying really soon. The episode will be worth the wait. Yes, it's yes. we love crazy builds, and this is definitely going to be a crazy one. Yeah, and on that note, uh, just to touch on that, I have to say, and just from all of us here, just thank you so much for uh, to the community uh, for the holiday support through Black Friday, through Thanksgiving, through through all the different uh, avenues. Uh, you guys literally crushed it, and and if you haven't seen the one of the most recent vlogs, uh, we talk a little bit about that. Um, that you literally make it possible for uh, us to feed our families in in the way that you guys have done. So, um, so just a big shout out to you all of you in the community for doing that, um, for helping us out. Uh, you truly are an inspiration to our lives as well. So thank you so much for that. Keep it going. Uh, next uh, question is Jim Nance. 
Jim Nance, uh, I'm accumulating CW props since all the BPAC builds I've completed have suggested CCW rotation. As beginners, my daughter and I have been breaking a lot of props. Is there any harm in switching the ESC leads and running them CW to use up my extra counter or clockwise props? You know, luckily on the B, uh, there's only one model I can think of that you absolutely don't want to run CW on, and that would be the uh, the old Speedster, the single surface wing. Not the old Sportster, but the old Speedster. Speedster. Um, reason being is that wing is actually a half inch longer on one side than the other because <laughs> the uh, the uh, reasons. Yeah, P factor going <laughs> over the uh, going over the tail, hitting the tail, caused an immense amount of uh, of. Uh, I guess torque. It needed a lot of thrust angle, but yeah. since it's a power pod, we don't do thrust angle. That on one's pretty one. sensitive to, uh, especially, to especially with the older foam to yeah. warping because the, the wing is just a single sheet. And if you get some moisture or whatnot, let it sit in the, the sun room. or yeah. anything really, <laughs> Look at it, funny. it can warp and it, it can when, fly a little bit sideways. When they're built good and, and oh, they're, they're true, yeah. they are so cool in the air. That and the old fogey, <clears> but when the wings warp, you just want to eat glass. <laughs> so, um, but no, you can you can reverse the lead to do it. You'll just have a couple clicks of trim and uh, give it a shot. But the old Speedster is the only one that uh, slips out. Now, that being said, when you get down to the A-pack and the F-pack, those power pods, the mini power pods, do have thrust angles in it. Mm. And if you run the wrong direction prop, it simply won't be flyable. So make sure that if you're scratch building and stuff, um, if you do have a lot of CW props, just make a new power pod and have the thrust angle go the other way and you'll be fine. Mm. But uh, don't put it on the A or the F packs. B and C, you're fine. Cool. Awesome. It's a good question because I, I feel like a lot of people, I, I see that a lot in the community. It's like, I got all these, I get these yeah. packages and I got all these extra like tools or I got all these extra bags or uh, props. Like, yeah. how do I use these up? And like yeah. I said, go to the forums. People have great ways to, to come up with cool things Dude, as well. Prop ornaments on your Christmas tree. Ooh. Done. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Joel Cannon has some some uh, questions. Oh, good old Joel Cannon. Yeah. He says, uh, top three choices from each host on your planes to buy this Christmas. Hmm. I'm partial. I, 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 would, I would say that my top three would be the... <laughs> I, I'm, to be honest, I just have about, to say it. I, 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 love, I, I love the, the, the Trojan. Trojans, which awesome. Trojan? The Park Zone, the one I've been flying. Park Zone, Park Zone, Park Zone. Park Zone. I I literally love that's that. like a staple. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. No um, I also really like uh, the Scout. That's that's on my top three of all time favorite uh, mm. FT planes. You took mine of times. Thank you very much. Uh, I gotcha. And then probably my third choice would have to be, and I and I, to be honest with you, I've never ever flown this plane i just like the way it looks simple storage simple storage, simple storage. Dude, you've always been talking about that you need to i know just build i need one. to build one and fly that, that should be your monthly build plane that'll yep. be it that should be it that's done without landing gear it's awesome here it's hard Alex, you, wanna go <laughs> you gonna go next yeah i'll go um i will say let's start off with a uh something diy i would go simple cub and that's primarily because he he took the uh, scout, the scout <laughs> which they're both they're both awesome. Um, they're both uh, the thing I like about them is they're super rewarding to build and to fly. So you're gonna be able to build it really quick, have a very successful, rewarding experience, and then fly it regardless of your uh, your skill level. You're gonna have a blast with it if you're even a beginner, in a small backyard. Even if yep. you're a beginner, or yeah, and they both have the options for uh, three channel or four channel. Anyways, that's my DIY option. 
um, kind of like ready to fly or like bite and fly kind of situation, I would re- I would go with the Valiant. <laughs> Knew it. And <laughs> what reaffirmed my uh, that for me is the other day I rebound up the old uh, timber, the old timber quad. Hadn't flown that in about a year. It was about this time last year when we were flying that. And I the timber's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but the Valiant I just feel is like more of an all around plane. You can let's just say I like to when I land, I like to roll out my landing like at least like three or four feet with the timber. <laughs> Like you just touch the ground and plop. you just plop it down. Sometimes you're going backwards. It's so <laughs> slow. Yeah. Um, so that would be that. And then uh, what's another category? I'd say for um, uh, I'd say for more, a little bit more experienced builders and flyers, I would go Sea Duck. Mm, that's a good just, one, just, dude. He's got no left. Johnny's got none all left. Right. Dude. How about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna build on what you just said because I have to love the last word. All right, let me let, let me just add a little <laughs> bit more. Let me just time. Let me just time. <laughs> uh, the reason for the Sea Duck is because it's a it's a little bit longer build if you're looking for something. Stop a talking. Little bit. And um, <laughs> it has the it has, it's so versatile. So yeah. it has two motors, obviously, <laughs> and you can program differential thrust, and love that will that. allow you to. Steer not only on the water but also on the ground. You can mm-hmm. just like belly slide this thing all around like I a. I bet penguin. you next you're going to mention how it's great for the snow. <laughs> it's perfect for the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, jeez. Right. Oh, yeah. Man. All right, Josh. You said. No, you know what? Besides um, all the other ones we read. No, I'm just going to reaffirm. Uh, no, the scout. The scout's great for uh, if, you, especially if you're getting in the hobby mm-hmm. and you want the DIY experience. Yep. The scout's great. Um, I absolutely love the expert. Um, I am, I'm obsessed with that little plane cause That's you can awesome. hover it indoors, you can fly it around. Um, and then you can take it out in your backyard and you can fly it. And even on the windier days, like the, the, the gyros, the way they work <laughs> and then the FPV on it is the bomb. Like, yep. I don't, I don't want to like the pan tilt is really cool where you can kind of fly it as a quad and fly it as a, uh, as a, a plane FPV. But frankly, I like just dropping the little $35 all in one, just hot glue it to the top mm-hmm. and then fly it as a plane. Um, but the, uh, the, uh, DIY aspect, yeah. The scout's great for like the first experience. Mm-hmm. My son just built the Sea Duck. Yeah, I, I saw him again here the other day. Yeah, Noah. yeah. He finished it at home, and awesome. you know, oftentimes you know, Christmas and holidays when people are getting together, you know, it's really cool to have a day experience. But especially if you're a family, um, and you want to have that longer experience, the Sea Duck will take you more than one day. You mm-hmm. know, it's about a six oh, and yeah. a half hour, seven hour build. And that's if you're used that's to building. That's for Josh. For me, yeah. it's about 12. two weeks. I got two weeks in this thing. No, I, I'd, I'd probably, I bet that I could probably build it in you, you eight or nine it. hours. You could build it in a day, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's really. I know I could not. It's really not that bad. Um, but it's a very rewarding build. Like my son built it completely by himself and just went step by step through the video and he did a phenomenal job. What I really like about the Sea Duck though is it is is pretty ATV. You know, yeah. you can go off the grass. You you don't need to uh, put wheels on it. You don't even need to fly it really. You get, it could, it's like its own hovercraft. <laughs> it just has power for <laughs> it's days. It's great. Um, but the neat thing about the Scout too, the Scout, the the Cub, especially with winter coming, mm-hmm. all those take floats, which means floats are not only good for water, but they're good for snow. Yep. And so you know you really don't want to fly something with landing gear in snow. Yeah. And when you have the white stuff outside and it's that calm day and it's like the perfect tension on mm-hmm. the snow. It is a blast just to go out and just kind of just do touch and goes for days. That's right. So, uh, yeah, that's – that. you guys nailed it, man. Dude. The only thing I would add into there would be uh, the expert is, in my mind, I, I look at it. It's like, man, why does not everyone have one of these? <laughs> right. it, it drives me nuts. I he says, he says that on a, on a probably weekly or so basis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, it does so much. I forgot all about the expert. That is a good – especially for somebody like a, like a younger kid or something yeah. that is looking to get like – their first or second, you know, RC yeah. thing to play with. Like yeah. it's, 
all around. Like it does it all. It's right. all around. <laughs> and you can fly it anywhere. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so there we go. Awesome. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump to the last one here. This actually isn't a question. This is actually a statement that I uh, that somebody posted that I just I was touched by, and I I, uh, I felt like I needed to share this with uh, with all of you um, that didn't get to read the Facebook post. Um, and it's from Kevin Delisle. I think that's how that you pronounce it. He says, "Not a question. Just wanted to say thanks for having Flight Fest South. I volunteered in the build tent and was able to help a little boy build his first model, the Simple Scout." Which we just were talking about. I advised him to wait until the wind died down to maiden it. I looked over later and saw the kid talking to Josh Bixter. Hey, Josh Bixter. I remember him. Josh then took the time to maiden the plane for the kid and then handed him the controls. The kid went on to fly that plane all weekend and even took it home back to Boston with him. That made the whole trip worth it for me to be able to be a part of an experience that this kid will remember for a lifetime. Hopefully see you next year. Kevin, thank you so much for sharing that, yeah. man. That's uh, that's literally the 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 heart of Flight Test. That is, yeah. in essence, what we want to embody as a company. Um, and we're so happy that uh, that you were able to come and be out at Flight Fest South, but also um, be part of that experience. And what you did for that that kid, mm. uh, Kevin, you know, to to get him started and to move him towards yeah, getting Kevin, that plane flying. Yeah, he was a catalyst. for Yeah, that Ke- Kevin Kevin crushed it, and 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 that's what at Flight Fest is specifically the 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 volunteers. You know, you don't ever always understand the impact that you have in someone's life or a child's life. And just like this situation here, this happens, this happens regularly, Mm -hmm. especially at flight fest South or at flight fest. So saying, thank you so much, Kevin. And we really appreciate that. And uh, keep doing what you're doing uh, because you're changing lives uh, one, one one plane at a time. Uh, And it's fantastic. So, um, so that being said, uh, we're going to, we're going to actually have a topic today that, uh, that we, touched just a little bit about in uh, a little bit of our content uh, last week. Um, and it was in more than like a, a joking manner, but uh, Alex, you were talking about uh, airplanes versus quads. Yeah. It right? was this week. It was on Monday. Was it, was it, was it yeah. Monday? Yeah. It was Monday. We shot it last week. Yeah. Sorry. I, I get a little confused sometimes, but uh, so we're going to, we're going to chat a little bit about like the differences between the two, but like what to expect, you know, all those kinds of things that uh, people deal with on a, on a regular yeah. basis every day on the hobby. Now, obviously you guys know that we love both. Um, we love airplanes a lot and we love quads a lot. And uh, we try to balance out our content to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes we've been quad heavy in the past and there's been times where we've been airplane heavy. Sometimes we're RC car heavy. Sometimes we have <laughs> RC cars. So Sometimes we just talk about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, like we just wanted to uh, touch a little bit on our thoughts yeah. on, on the two, um, the, the pros, the cons, um, maybe for somebody who's new to both, um, you know, who, who would be good for quads, who would be good for planes, mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa. Like, where's a good starting point? Like yeah. if you have interest in both, maybe do you start with a plane or do you start with a quad? Right. Um, so yeah, we wanted to just take a little time to, uh, kind of explore this idea of planes versus quads. Cause one thing that kind of amazes me is I, to this day, I still see people that only fly planes and vice versa. I still, I, I know people who only have ever flown quads. Yeah. Like they got yeah. into, mini quads in the past year or two. And uh, that's been our only hobby experience. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, it's kind of like a cycle. It's like the circle of life (laughs) of airplanes and circle of flight is what I'll call it. Yes, there it is. Um, I'll go in phases for sure. And I always have, uh, I started with airplanes and then shortly into it, I I got a little, it wasn't a quad. It was actually a blade uh, MSR 
little brushed helicopter, but that taught me the, it was, it was fixed pitch, little micro helicopter. I was living in my uh, buddy's house at the time and uh, he got mad at me because I dinged up all the walls, like <laughs> flying this little toy helicopter around. But that thing was awesome. And that taught me the basics of uh, how to fly quads. And so when I, um, it actually wasn't until uh, probably 2012, I got a uh, first quadcopter. It was a SEMA or something, one of those like little China quads. And I've been flying both ever since. And uh, like I said, they, to this day, it goes in phases. Lately, uh, uh, I've been on an airplane kick. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been to- totally fun. The thing I like about airplanes is they are um, a little bit more relaxing to fly. So yeah. I was kind of joking around in the vlog, if you guys watched the vlog where I was joking about it. But there is some truth to it. Like airplanes, you literally, you plug the, you turn your transmitter on, you plug the battery in and you take off, right. which, which sounds, it's like, duh. But when you're talking about quads, there is a lot of, of things that you have to get in place to go out and have a good experience. Um, especially if your goal is to record video from the sky, mm-hmm. adding video and you can do it on planes as well, but not as many people do on planes just because you don't get as smooth of video on a plane just because the the quadcopter technology these days is just so advanced that even if you're flying in 20-mile-an-hour winds, you can still go up and get relatively smooth video. Um, But that being said, you know, I just like the idea of, uh, number one, being able to plug it in and go. And then when you're in the air, you get your plane trimmed out well. Uh, It's almost fun to not fly, to let go of the sticks. You have a glide slope, and you can play with aerodynamics, and you're actually flying a craft, whereas quadcopters obviously fly, but it's more uh, computerized. It feels more um, simulated because, in a sense, it is. You have a computer on board that is taking the inputs from your fingers and and making the quad do the things. Um, whereas on a plane you actually have real control surfaces. So right. it's obviously just two different, two different beasts, you know? Yeah. And that's why I think I keep going back and forth. And that's not even to mention like micro versus like regular size mm-hmm. planes and, and, and quads. Um, the thing I like about quads is obviously, I mean, when you fly FPV, you're literally a hummingbird. I mean, it's like, it's a crazy feeling. And, uh, lately I've said, I've been flying airplanes past week or so i've been doing i did a couple flights on the quad for the first time in a while and it's kind of like re-sparking it so like yeah, the cycle yeah. the cycle <laughs> continues and i'm like oh yeah i can go anywhere i can go like straight through these trees and go explore and stuff like that so um it's kind of i think they both have their place obviously yeah. mm-hmm. it's fine to ever like because there's so many different aspects whether it's soaring dlg pattern balsa yeah. gas foam um and even with the quads there's different size there's power bands there's purposes there's long range there's there's, you know, tiny mini ones. Racing. Um, yada, yada, yada. Everyone's like a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. And you, you you know, when you're around something a lot, you don't appreciate everything. And then when you move away from it and you find a new spark, you know, say like you go from fixed wing to flying wings. And it's like, this is so cool. Like mm-hmm. it just so smooth in the air and the way it kind of cuts through. And um, all of a sudden you go back to the other thing and it's like, oh, my gosh, I forgot how wonderful this was. And <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at right now, I'm looking over at a spear and I'm like, man, I got to get that thing out. Oh, that looks fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So <clears throat> it, it just it, – it, that's the neat thing about flight is is you don't just kind of put something away and walk away from it. You literally will will work back in the cycle. And even even look at the quads now. Like everything went to mini micro quads, race quads. What are, what's the newest thing now? Look, a seven inch long range. Well, we're one a one inch away from a four hundred size quad again. Yeah, yeah, which is what we were flying four years ago. So right. that's the biggest thing is don't get caught up on on why this aspect of flight is the best. 
experience it and appreciate it for what awesome things it does. Yeah. And then just know that you're going to get tired of it after a while. You're going to be on something new, but don't, don't count it out. Don't yeah. Count and, out. And, and that's why, and that's why I, and that's why I always say like, you have to, you have to realize that airplanes and quads, the reason they're both there is because they're so complementary to each other yeah. for the entire hobby. Like I, that's what, that's what I feel like. Like I feel like when I fly airplanes and quads, and I mix them in together, yeah. that's when I have the most rewarding and exciting experience throughout my hobby. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just, that's just how I feel. Cool. And I think that's why they're, they're both around. Well, and that's, and that's, we didn't even mention too, these are just two of the niches within the hobby. There are very many different oh. niche corners of the hobby that we're not even talking yeah. about, like helicopters, 3d planes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. And, um, that's one other thing that I, I'll touch on as delicately as I possibly can. But one thing that I really like about airplanes is kind of the culture around it. And there's different cases where, you know, wherever you go, I guess I'm specifically talking when it, in regards to the online culture, um, the people that are involved with airplanes just are a little bit more laid back. Don't take it as seriously, especially like our foam board planes, stuff like yeah. that, DIY. I'm not talking about like scaled jets or anything like that. Um, <laughs> It's very lighthearted. It's fun, and for me, that's what I want. I want out of my hobby, um, and I, I, I realize I'm not speaking for everybody. Every other people, you know, they want to they want to take things to the limits and, and push mm-hmm. it. Um, compared to the quad scene, lately, unfortunately, it just seems that you know people aren't as helpful with each other. And again, I'm not talking in person. I'm talking more like on the online scene. But I just see people kind of, it, you know. It's a one-up mentality versus... Well, they're trying to push the limits, and then there's somebody else who doesn't like the idea of pushing the limits, and then they'll, they'll uh, you know, lash out at each other. It's just kind of very, uh, a little yeah. bit... Tense. Tense, a little bit toxic. And I feel like you're just kind of... You, you guys aren't helping push the, the momentum of the hobby, of that yeah. niche of the hobby forward, and eventually it's just going to be its own little dark dark niche just like you know some of the other some of the other corners of the hobby that there's you know there's people doing it but it's not by any means mainstream you know dark niches as far as it's not not exposed not dark as an evil yeah exactly <laughs> right, right, right. um now you, you said it really well and you know when i was a kid growing up i go to different um model fields with mm-hmm. different model clubs you know join the club and and that model club you know if they were gassers and pattern that's what flew there and that's the people like gassers and pattern showed up to that club and maybe another club was all about scale or jets or something Electric came into the world and it kind of messed up the whole thing and we loved it because that's when flight test came in. The way I got in the hobby was not through a model club. I only visited those. It was my dad and literally anything that flew, we celebrated on the field. Um, Where I kind of get sad in a way is what you said earlier, Stefan, is so true. When you have your quad and you have your plane and you have different things, you have all these experiences in the back of your car and you can pull out any of those. You can use Mm -hmm. those to connect with people. You can use those to have a good laugh. Um, where I see oftentimes where things are kind of getting partitioned out, either with competitive flying through, you know, quad racing and stuff, is people start guarding their knowledge or they start competing internally. And that means instantly the relationship is contingent on where they rank. Mm-hmm. And people have to guard that. That's everything that flight test is not about. Yeah. That's why we don't do like competitions beyond just fun slapstick stuff. Yeah. Um, there are races, there are things like that. But when you get to the top, you got to protect your position. Now you're in a defensive role instead of a reaching out role. And where I really want to see this hobby go is is where every aspect of flight is celebrated and had fun with and used for its core reasons. And that's, to, mm-hmm. in my mind, to connect people. Yeah, and I, and I think that on that point, Josh, that 
you know, you look at uh, Ian and Matt. We we, yeah. we brought them in. Uh, they're doing wonderful things, with building quads, and 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 they they're also they're they're racers. They're pilots, uh, they're man. fantastic pilots, and they do. They go race. They go all across the country. They, obviously, they were at nationals uh, mm-hmm. last year, or this year, sorry. And at the at the end of the day, the 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 thing that I take away from Ian and Matt and is even if they were the number one pilots in the world, mm-hmm. they take racing and flying from the coach's perspective. Mm-hmm. They say, okay, I'm number one, but how do I get Johnny down there at number 30 they to be to up. be number yeah. one yeah. with me? Or where I can, you know, I don't have to be one, number one. I'll drop down to 10 if Johnny can be number one. Yeah. You know, how yeah. do I lift them There's up and, and build? Yes, how do I build yeah. them up? How do I give them the knowledge and the ability to push themselves in the right way but also, you know, as as they say, when when the tide comes in, it raises all ships, yeah. not yeah. just one ship. You know what I mean? It's funny that you. I was about to just bring up Matt and Ian, and kind of disclaimer on what I said earlier. That was in regards to a lot of like the chatter on the internet that mm-hmm. I see, yeah. because Matt and Ian are the other side of the coin. Like, I think they're the silent majority. I think so, and 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 also there's Matt and Ian. There's all the awesome guys that I met at Flight Fest South mm-hmm. yeah. that are really pushing the FPV and the mini quad scene forward, even while com- competing. Yeah. Um. So it, we definitely understand that it goes both ways. Um. But like for Matt, I mean, Matt has a positive vibe, a huge sticker on his goggles that say positive vibes. Yeah. And and Matt's told me he's like, yeah. I was like, when I first met him, I was like, how long have you guys been flying? He's like, well, Matt was like, I've been flying for about two years. He's like, he's like, about a year ago, Ian started. And then, uh, you know, eventually Ian got faster than me, which is awesome. And he was just like so supportive. Yeah. And, it, yeah. you know, he took Ian in and helped him. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, and now Ian's flying faster than him. And he's cool with that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that was only in regards to one race. I don't think that in general he's faster. I think yeah. they have a little competition ongoing. <laughs> which is healthy. Yeah. <laughs> right now they've been racing gremlins, which is awesome. Yeah. Gremlin, yeah. gremlins. No, and, and, that's, and that's the big thing is that, you know, you can, you can, always, you can always point out a failure or a flaw. In yeah. any part of the hobby. Yeah. Like, oh, it takes too long to build that. Or, oh, I don't have the knowledge. Or, oh, it takes too long to get out to the field. There are yeah. multiple things there. But at the end of the day, I think we're all in agreement that when you look at airplanes versus quads, versus is probably the wrong word. It's airplanes and quads. Love you know it, dude. I mean? it's, just, yeah. just Did how you it script is. that? Because that was beautiful. <laughs> I, you know, there's no video on here, but but there was nothing scripted. That was oh, from the heart. That's from fantastic. The, and that's yeah. all we'll say about that, folks. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, that, that, that being said, uh, I'll put out a question to you guys. Um, hmm. For somebody who is, uh, you know, thinking about taking the dive into the hobby, or maybe they've only dealt with like maybe some like kind of like toy grade quads or like some small entry level quads or planes and something like that for somebody who is looking to make their first somewhat substantial purchase in the hobby and they're on the fence, they love airplanes, but the idea of quads and FPV interests them. Um, who, what kind of person would you say would be good for airplanes and what kind of person would you say would be good for quads? Mm, that's kind a, of a, it's kind of a loaded question. That's a loaded question. I, I got an answer. Yeah. You know what, Josh, take it away, my friend. Um, with quads, you know, someone doesn't have a big backyard. Someone doesn't have a lot yeah. of space to fly. Mm. Um, quads are great. Mm-hmm. If someone has obstacles, you know, a, a backyard but trees evenly spaced so there's not a chance of getting something to be able to take off or land, quads are fantastic to yeah. start because you still get the reward of flight. If you have a big back open yard, guess what? Quads, you're just kind of hovering, but there's not a lot of subject matter to fly yeah. around and explore. Well, especially if you're new, uh, one of the first steps that you do with quads when you're learning is hovering. And yeah. honestly, depending on how fast you pick something up, like I spent probably a year having a blast just hovering quads. And this was way back in the day, but like 
that's all you would do. And if you get a, something small enough, you can even do that in your living room, right? You know, which yeah. is cool. Um, and I then, wouldn't hover a five inch in your living room, but yeah. uh, you know, tiny whoops, all that good stuff. <laughs> so what about airplanes? Um, airplanes would definitely be for the people that uh, I, I'd say the people that really want the reward in building mm-hmm. um, because every plane that you build is in kind of an expression of your skill and, and your passion. Yeah. Um, you build a Mustang, you know, like, and I love the DIY. I love foam board and all that stuff, but you build something, just know before you built it, there's no chance that that would go through the air and mm-hmm. stay in the air. After you put it together, it takes flight. So I get really romantic about this, but you're literally defeating the laws of gravity with something that you assembled and created. Yeah. There's no computer doing it. There's no, there's, there's thrust, there's lift, there's drag and there's gravity. Yeah. And you just found the perfect mix to make them take flight. Yeah. So, so if that, if that is something that you find a reward with, that's, that's for you. Uh, yeah. If you have land to fly, um, that's also another big thing is, you know, we want everyone to be able to fly. Yeah. If and you live in the city, guess what? It's going to be a lot more difficult to fly. It, a plane. It, yeah, it yeah. will. And it, everybody has a different situation. Um, we're pretty lucky because like our shop is actually in the city, but we have enough space out back to fly mm-hmm. smaller planes. Yeah. Um, but even that being said, uh, there's also the opportunity of uh, micro planes. Um, it's, it's a little bit different experience, but that's honestly how I got my start with airplanes. I, I bought uh, little micro planes that were way above my skill level. And <laughs> just, Until I flew through yours. I just crashed them to bits and kept nice. trying to fix them. And But yeah, it's there's there's really no wrong answer. No, um, you got to think about what you want to get out of the experience. Mm-hmm. I will say with quads uh, that you definitely get that sensation of flight, whether you're flying um, – FPV or just line of sight, it does feel like you are flying something. It's not like a DJI Mavic where it's like completely, almost completely autonomous where you're just pushing it around through space. Um, but I will say that I'd say with airplanes, you have more of a sensation of flight. I'd yeah. say when you're flying an airplane, you can like, you can literally almost feel the air that you are flying on. And if the, and if you've got some wind, you, you, you feel that a little bit more. And uh, for me, I like that. Um, so that being said, the last thing that I will touch on is cost. Mm. It's going to be cheaper to get into airplanes, yeah. whether you go DIY like one of our kits, or if you get like a ready to fly, mm-hmm. the Valiant's you know two two hundred bucks I think yeah. two hundred twenty bucks or something like that ready to fly. Um, a quad you can't even. I mean, especially if you go FPV, yeah, you're looking at. Uh, if you go in race quad, you're looking at yeah, you're looking four or five hundred bucks minimum. I, well, I doubt you can be, even, yeah. You're not even touching goggles at that point unless you get like, exactly. some really cheap Chinese like or, like, or a screen or something. Yeah. yeah, and and so the the cheaper alternative with quads would be to go with something micro, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. We, I, we love our tiny whoops, but um, it's that's uh, it's a different sensation of flight, as it were. It is, and it's not as substantial of a of a purchase because even a tiny whoop you're looking if you want to get goggles on a tiny whoop you're still looking at 400 500 yeah even more than that unless you do a little ready to fly you know with the little screen and you put the goggle edition on it and stuff yeah Um, yeah and i think that uh something that we also didn't touch on is that when you look at like something like a a valiant or or some type of plane that's uh, ready to fly depending on how it's built who it's built by um if you go up and you bring it down and you crash it like if you look at like a, a three inch quad or something of that nature, it's going to be a little bit more durable than a plane, That's right? True. So you you definitely want to you want to weigh the the options of durability, cost, um, all the things that we've talked about, um, and really make an educated decision so to put yourself in a position to have the most success. Because yeah. if you just go out and buy something on a whim and you're like I'm going to make this fly and then it goes up and explodes in a million pieces, how many people cases do we get on a daily basis in the community? I didn't fly 
for 30 years because yeah. that's what happened to me. Literally, it's like they took a chunk of their soul and they put it in a box <laughs> right. and they threw that box into the ocean. Josh Bixler is one of the one of the few that probably went through that when you built that plane for a full year, yeah. right? Just and it, it went up in ten seconds and exploded. He yeah. he bounced I, back. It, no, it, and the only reason it did is because my dad's like, "Well, let's pick up the pieces." Exactly. And, and guess what? My second flight was fifteen seconds. And it, mm-hmm. by the way, it took three years before I could actually competently fly by myself. Right. So. And that's and there's a curve. There's a learning curve there. Yeah. yeah. So don't just think you're going to get straight up in the air right off the bat. You're going to build the best plane ever. Now that does happen. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That, but that's probably the the minority of the of the cases. Well, and with with these foam board kits, the nice thing is, is the reason it took me a year and it was so devastating is because I had all that time, every stick, mm-hmm. every piece of wood mm-hmm. getting together. Then you yep. covered it, and you had so much emotional connection to the planes. And I love flight. I'm passionate about flight, but the planes <laughs> and, the, and the vehicle are nothing but a tool to me. Yeah. And I'm not I'm Sorry. not trying to be, sound wasteful. Like I don't appreciate <laughs> them. I, I love a, a piece of art going through the air. But I want something, honestly, that the laughter is more important than, mm-hmm. than the actual airframe. So if I toss it into someone's hands and it gets rolled up into a ball, <coughs> as long as we had a good laugh, it was totally worth it. And that's that's, right. that's why I'm so romantic yeah. about the foam and, and stuff because even if it's an ARF, you can hot glue it back together. Yeah. You can, you can right. reassemble it. So. And uh, asterisk to all this, I will say, <laughs> this is from my, my experience, is whatever you go with, quad airplane, whatever, helicopter um, – I would put money on the fact that if you stick with the hobby and you really find yourself to enjoy it, you're going to end up flying other stuff eventually anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't let that determine like the entirety of your journey. And in fact, like if you're looking to make your first substantial uh, purchase like within the hobby, look at some of the long-term hardware that you're going to need with mm-hmm. the hobby. So like a charger. A charger is something that you can use across quads, airplanes, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you just get different battery connectors and you can charge any kind of battery. Even more so, uh, start thinking about what kind of transmitter you want. Because if you're thinking about taking the next step into the hobby, um, a trans- the transmitter, the controller that you're using is going to be a very big part of your experience moving mm-hmm. forward. And it's something that sticks with you. Right. I have my, uh, you know, thanks to, you know, being privileged to work here at Flight Test, I get to use all kinds of transmitters. But I have my old DX8. It's still sitting in there. It still works perfectly. I still use it, and I've had that thing for like five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I, I spent like three hundred bucks on it or whatever it was at the time, and uh, you know it's still there. It's still it's still there to use, and I can use it with anything. I can yep. use it with any quad, any airplane. And the other thing that 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 uh, opens up too, which we didn't even touch on, is simulators. Wow. So if yeah. you go out and you buy a DX6, great transmitter for one hundred and fifty bucks. DX6C. DX6C. Exactly. There you go, and. Um, <laughs> Then from there you can go out and you can get a simulator. I think you can get Aerofly or if you have a Mac or uh, like um, uh, what's uh, what's the other one called? Flight, uh, uh, Real Flight, Real Flight, <laughs> Phoenix, Real Flight, Phoenix, Phoenix Real any Flight. of those, and you can get that software relatively cheap, cheaper than any airplane that you're going to buy, and or or even on the other end, Liftoff FPV simulators. Mm-hmm. Uh, DR Liftoff is twenty bucks. Yeah, DRL is twenty bucks too. I think something. Like that. Um, you go out and you buy a hundred and sixty dollar, you know, transmitter, and you hook it up to that simulator. Guess what? You can try it all. You can fly a huge gas three D plane. Yeah. You can fly mini quads at sixty miles an hour, and it, it'll give you a taste of it. And then that, and will, it will, it will teach you. It will teach you certain motions. Not only will it teach you muscle memory, it'll teach you, you know, what you like, what you don't like. Do you like flying gliders? Do you like flying airplanes, quads, whatever it may be? Um, but also that simulator in itself, just like the transmitter, is something that will stick with you throughout your entire experience with mm-hmm. the hobby. So it is a tool that you will be able to use indefinitely forever. Whereas, right. uh, you know, a quad, uh, you know, I've learned from experiences that you buy an airplane, 
more off more likely than not it's not going to stick with you forever like eventually it's <laughs> going to be in disrepair or yeah. you know you sell it or whatever may happen um but like something like a transmitter something like a, a simulator charger um even batteries themselves uh, those things are are staples that you need forever yeah, if you take care of them they'll take care of you yep exactly. that's right that's that's 100 right so obviously we uh we touched on a lot of information uh when it comes to airplanes and quads and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, so if you have questions if you if you are looking to get into the hobby um obviously don't don't hesitate to contact us but even more than that go to the forums uh get in get on, go on the facebook flight test fans page Post your pictures, post your questions, ask questions, because at the end of the day, this community that is is that is out there has all the knowledge in the world that you need to know about any pretty much anything related to the RC flight hobby. Mm-hmm. So go and check them out. Go and go and ask your questions, and let's see uh, see if we can fly some stuff together and have some fun. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, Josh, thanks so much. Thank uh, Alex, you. thanks so much for being on. We we really appreciate it, and uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you have not done so, go ahead, uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe and go on iTunes and uh, rate us. Google Play. Uh, Google Play all those uh, fun stuff uh, we'd love to hear uh, what you guys think of the uh, of the podcast and also um we're going to be having guests on uh, on a regular basis. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of fun stuff here in the near future. Some so really great things. Coming exactly. Up. A lot of cool things uh, that we'll be continuing to touch on uh, throughout the next podcast. Um, and so thank you so much, guys, for listening. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Deuces.